So in using a structure for meditation, <clears throat> which is always a good exercise, give you some definite uh, uh, guidelines and points to focus on. Mm-hmm. Of course, the aim is uh, liberation of the mind, heart, which is a uh, an ongoing and multifaceted process. But uh, yeah, meditation you can use the body and the mind together, kind of working them together. And it always starts off with setting your mind up. You could say setting your heart in the right place, which is, uh, do you want to do this? You know? uh, what's the right tempo? You know, so you're not struggling, you're not, I can't be bothered making that measured step at a time, you know, settling. And putting aside what uh, isn't necessary, suitable. And that list uh, (laughs) can be ongoing and change from day to day. Doesn't mean they're wrong, it's just not right now. So it's not a moral judgment. It's not right now. It's uh, this. This itself, just doing this, this piece of housekeeping, you know, really helpful. Otherwise, the mind just gets clogged. No perspective, jammed. So give it some time. You're not here to run a race, systematically working through. Ongoing projects, domestic issues that are relevant now. Note carefully enough, put it aside. If you can't put it aside, then it becomes a topic for your meditation. To really use the meditation and the skills and the focus it gives you to look at what really excites or bothers you. The emotion, the, the power, the push, the uh, identification with it. But we'll get on to that later. So just put aside what you can. There's a lightness to it. Like taking off heavy boots. But don't neglect it. Just doing this for 10 minutes itself is a very useful exercise.
Of course, the immediate uh, results of any degree of that is that you know, what you're putting aside essentially is abstractions, mental ideas, you know, things should be, could be, will be, won't be, was, why, and so on. Mm. And clearing off that layer of experience means the result is you're coming to something more present. Experience, yeah. and that's a little more open. Uh, and with that, there's a kind of uh, a freshness, but also need for focus. What do I do? What am I supposed to do? Yeah. We're not occupying ourselves with this and that. Mm-hmm. Something more. Where am I? Where am I? Yeah. So, okay, body. How do you know you have a body? Mm-hmm. How do you feel it? How do you experience it? Yeah, probably kinds of sensory impingements, twinges, discomforts. Uh, go to the simplicity of the entire body. Imagine if you could widen your lens, take in all of it as one, one entity. Not the particular thing in your shoulder or your knee or your face, but the whole thing. Imagine, say, you're taking a shower or, um, yeah, or. Uh, trying to balance on a narrow plank. So the whole body's there, really, as one thing. Strange focus. But exceptionally useful. Because it doesn't allow the mind to fixate. Minus to stay open, and yet held, held open. So the fixations and the tangles and the little storms that run through the mind are now not given those places to get going on. You just got like you open, spreading the mind like a sheet. So all the crevices and the folds where things can just mind gets bunched up. Using the body to open the mind. So you can't go into the details. This is the usefulness of this uh, whole body awareness. doesn't mean rushing around your body, it means the whole thing as one thing, widening the lens of the mind.
because it is an unusual focus, normally we're focusing on details. Their uh, mm. eyes, or particular what her hands are doing. Mm. So often, much of the body we're not aware of. It doesn't bother, it's not hurting. Not aware of it. And so now just making a little more of an exercise of that. So extending the whole body. And you realize if you do that, mostly you're centered up in your shoulders and head. That's the average person, that's because that's where we operate from. So make something out of drifting, sinking down your back to that hip pelvic region. Again, very helpful just doing this. Simple, extraordinarily helpful. It's about counterbalancing tendency to be head and face. And you go down there with a sense as if you're like a tree and that's where your root is, rooting into the ground. Don't tense up, but bring your attention there with this strengthening inclination. You're gathering yourself. That hip pelvic seat. Region, so you get very grounded. And you feel the uh, movement of the breathing in your lower belly. Imagine you've got that region of your body is like a ball, balloon. And slowly inflates and subsides. See if you can feel that, any of that.
Notice it's just by shifting your awareness, your inclination, your interest. Mm. You know, experience your body, maybe it changes. You know, you're kind of much more on that baseline. That. Mm. Grounded, connected to the floor. And down there you're also aware it's just simple, involuntary rhythm, breathing in, breathing out. happens, no mental effort required. And changing your mind from something that's uh, handling abstractions and ideas and possibilities and things that move rather fast, conjured, into something that's just carefully opening and sampling simple bodily sensitivity. Changing the modality of the mind, more receptive, calmer. In this process, you're able to reframe what you experience your body as and what you experience your mind as. So, first thing, clearly at this particular point, the visual appearance of the body is of no relevance. So that's another thing you can just drop, put aside. Direct experience. Mm. 
what we remember our bodies looking like or conceive it to be just simple elements a sense of solidity simple rhythm movement energy cohesiveness extend your awareness widen that lens without losing that uh, baseline foundation widen your lens to include other legs and a little more of the back and the chest if you're gradually widening to include more uh, staying in touch with the flow of sensations the simple earthiness of it the warmth the flows and pulses that run through this living form it's a living creature interested That same um, uh, mental, almost call it emotional, but it's a it's a subtle kind of uh, mental action. It's not. It's like a suggestions, making a suggestion, something like that. If you're suggesting to the body. Uh, 
Mm. Suggesting mm, could it be taller? Could it be wider? Is it compressed? Mm. It often is. So without making it into something, we're just saying, you know, do you want to be a bit wider? Or taller? Mm. Let feel more settled, making suggestions here. Cultivating. Across your chest. Mm. Your shoulders comfortable or your chest was more open, shoulders relaxed, drop, would that be better? Ending, so you're coming to uh, you know, exploring. So you have the chest region, and here another ball, another expanding ball. And the ball in the belly and the ball in the chest, they work together. So the Abdominal ball swells, a certain point transfers that to the chest and that swells. Completes the chest then deflates and then that goes down to the abdomen and that deflates. You get this fluid contiguous rhythm between these two areas. Very pleasant. And it helps to ease the rhythm of it in soothing. And the fact it's very gently massaging your body in stiff places or the jangly places. Imbalances. Mm. The balls uh, extend in all directions. And the chest expanding in slightly into the back, under the throat, ribs. Encouraging these areas to be included, 
and uh, malleable. And of course, now these uh, areas begin to uh, settle, become calm and um, easeful. One of the most crucial areas, of course, is the head. And, uh, or we may not even notice. So, around the eyes, the forehead. Could you send a signal there just to unbind it, relax it around the eyes, your forehead? So this area is normally uh, on duty, looking, surveying, thinking. So let's take a break. If you're undoing a headscarf or a mask around your eyes and head, top of your head, temples. And down your cheeks, jaw. Just unbinding the head. can be rather disorienting. So just bearing in mind that referring uh, to the whole body, base of the body, upright. So you've got that holding form. And then relax, undo what you can, what comes away easily. Maintain the holding form and successively release what is available to be released. Extending holding form to include your soles of your feet, palms of the hands, 
lot of energy there. Releasing what you can while maintaining this frame. And within that frame, the inner support, which is the breathing. And for sure everything tends to slide back to default very quickly. You find you're thinking or you know, lost your body altogether or face is tightening up or you're stuck into some twinge in your shoulders. You're getting into fussing around with I think it's narrow and tight, busy. Really, it's much better to maintain the whole thing. Let those busy, tangled bits dissolve slowly through under the effect of this meditation. You will keep returning to it, though. That's what breathing in and out's about. Maintain something that's regular, and you have to stay on the ball, on the two balls. Fluidity of that, how it's affecting your body, and using the expansion, check in with the whole form. Subsiding to relax the whole form.
and the effects on the mind or emotions, psychologies it becomes apparent that there's a quiet receptivity mind, not just the busy data and the processing of it, some kind of big boundless sensitivity, receptivity there both uh, rather wonderful but also you know, you can't grip it and there's this very many, many instincts to get going on something busy on something to plan something to get somewhere or and of course all those bits that we weren't able to leave behind the emotional pangs or tribunals that one rights and wrongs and regrets and self-criticisms and preoccupations, they all kind of get very enticing to maintain the big space is almost too simple for us, it's too you know, you want to get going Something wants to get going on. And this is the real big turning point that you meet time and time and time again. All those things you want to get going on seem so necessary, intriguing. There's an emotional passion to them, fascination. So now we just try to maintain that whole space and without inviting anything, just seeing what does, you know, jump in or claim claim the stage, <laughs> grab the microphone, and how does it feel? Can we maintain body awareness so that mind is held open while these not just the issues themselves, but the tendencies to seek and get get going are kind of presented presented, there's that you could get into this you could write your novel now Life. Mm. 
with that. Not feeding, not adopting, not wrangling. Not identifying. That's the big one. It's all so personal. Takes uses your voice, your memories. It's called craving existence. Will always narrow your focus, always get you rolling, moving on. never ends. Please suggest whole body, receptive mind, maintain that. Let the craving of passions for getting involved with things and having an opinion let them fade not feeding
still inclining towards the you know, very simple remedies of breathing out when we're feeling too feeling thrown up thrown up agitated, excited inclining to breathing out that whole movement of energy when you're feeling oppressed dumped down picking up inhalation opening, brightening finding balance Identification, craving for existence, so we throw another suggestion in your experience, who is this? Just throwing the question in. without seeking an answer, just plop the question into the pond, see what happens. Who is this? Who is any of it? Remember, these suggestions are not uh, I'm using words, but they're like sending particular inclinations that we don't normally use into the field of the mind, and they they become established certain dispassion detachment. 
just as attachment has become established, our instinctive grab, get, become quality. Just reframing inclinations. Opening. Embodying, steadying, inquiring. So as you come to the end of the prescribed session, this has been some good work. Take some time to Going to settle into that simple physicality and uh, just as uh, when you began, you put aside, skimmed off what you didn't need, as you end, gather in what's useful of any of this. Most of all, the recollection that for a best part of an hour, you worked against habit, you worked against grudges and squabbles and, you know, dithering and distracting. You work against it. And this this is very, very solid, rich thing to do. This is the highest punya. So we take that and be well wishing.
Thank you.